0: And welcome to Inspiring Women Leaders, the podcast about leadership by women only from which everyone can learn. Inspiring Women Leaders aims to showcase the extensive leadership knowledge and practical skills of its incredible guests and to both inspire and educate its listeners, helping them acquire the know-how necessary to become better leaders themselves. Without further ado, I'd now like to welcome my guest. So please, sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Inspiring Women Leaders. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Inspiring Women Leaders. Today, I'm really excited to welcome to the show my friend, family medicine specialist and leader, Dr. Barbara Joy-Jones. Dr. Jones is a board-certified family medicine physician and a sought-after on-air medical expert. Along with practicing primary care medicine at her private practice, the Healthy Woman Primary Care in Lawrenceville, Georgia. She teaches young resident physicians and enjoys motivational speaking. When she isn't doctoring or appearing on national TV, she is modeling, playing basketball, or active with her sorority, Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. She's currently a model bride in the 2022 Georgia Bridal Runway Show Tour <laughs> and is the founder of White Coats and Gavels a popular networking group exclusively for female doctors and lawyers. She resides in Norcross, Georgia, got married during the pandemic to her husband, Lewis, and they're expecting twins in the spring. Congratulations. (laughs) (laughs) What an incredible mission. And I think it's really fair to say that Barbara Joy is leading the way with inspiration. So without further ado, let's meet Dr. Barbara Joy Jones. Welcome to the show, Barbara Joy. Thank you so much for agreeing to come on and speak to the show's audience.
1: Hello, doc. Thank you for having me. So I am Dr. Barbara Joy Jones, and I wear a lot of hats. So I usually call it the three M's. So medicine. So obviously I am a physician and I practice primary care medicine. So I see 12 and older men and women and then media. So I really enjoy doing podcasts and TV and radio and all things media so that there's a bigger territory to cover versus, you know, I love one-on-one, but being able to access, um, multiple people nationally or um, in Georgia, in Atlanta, when I go on local TV, I really enjoy that. And then basically the modeling thing. So I would say um, when I was younger, I tried to do modeling in the original way where you have to be super spelt. I'm still 5'11", but I've always been an athlete, played basketball in college. So now as I got older and now I'm in my late thirties, there's a more inclusive with color, you know, um, with size, with age, they're just more inclusive. And so I get to follow that dream at a later time. And um, when I do model, they do get excited about the doctor thing and they pick my brain. So it's actually cool how things come together. It makes me an extra special uh, plus size model. Um, And then here I am just, you know, career first and entering into motherhood within about three months. I'm hoping to keep these babies in and and bake them for another three months, but that's what I'm up to. So these three M's seem like they're going to be put on the back burner for 2023 as I come into motherhood, but just like a bow and arrow, you got to come back to be, to be thrust forward quickly and high. So (laughs) that's what I'm up to Dr. Adam.
0: That is amazing! Oh my gosh! Okay, so I've got I've got a few more a few more Ms for you to to add to your little collection of Ms um, <laughs> and 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 one 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 N or or E that I need to turn into into an M but I'll explain. So so medicine, media, and modelling. Um, motherhood is impending, although oh, you know okay, you are okay. you, you know you're still having motherhood right because you you, yes. you have uh, you're you're baking you're baking the twins. Mm-hmm. Um, motivational speaking, as I read out. Yeah, that's the other okay. M. Then there's the um, the founding white coats and gavels. That's networking slash entrepreneurship. And I don't know how to work that mm. into an M. I don't think I can turn that into an M. I don't know. You, we'll, we'll think about that. Come back to that later. Yeah. But loads we'll of amazing M's there. Um, so thank you so much. And um, and of all, all of those things, what would you consider our leadership positions that you that you currently hold? And, and have you held any in the past as well?
1: So I would say in medicine, because I opened up a primary care practice about a year ago. So um, when we're recording this, it's January 12th of 23. I opened up that primary care practice on January 17th of 22. So coming into a private practice. um, And then also with white coats and gavels, which is basically in Atlanta, all the minority female physicians, attorneys, and judges We have about 1,500 members. It might be 1,600 now, but the ability to galvanize that many women to come into a community to interact with each other. And then when we have events twice a year, I get anywhere from 200 to 300 women into a room. And so being able to galvanize people to actually do things such as pay money for a ticket, come this past event, come out in the rain um, and come to network is a big deal. So those two things, medicine, and then the the M we're trying to come up with with yeah. white coats and gavels.
0: That and that's a huge thing that the 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 latter because uh, as you know, most of us who've ever tried to organize anything, you know, even with a with a handful of people, it's it's super hard to get people to to turn up for things, especially if they have to pay for a ticket or whatever as well. But I mean, yeah. so. Sure. I mean, I, I'm going to have to pick your brain about this all, off air, but wow. Amazing that you could get so many people into the organization and then to turn up to to the events. Um, that's that's fantastic. And um, how about the, um, the the teaching that you do as well?
1: Oh, yes. So I teach medical students in residents. So I guess that is leadership, right? Basically leading them and showing them, you um, an example of what they could be if they went into primary care. But most of the time, even if they're not going into primary care, what I try to show them, they will get medical knowledge from medical school and maybe other physicians. I try to teach them bedside manner and, and people skills. So that's my strength is networking. Um, So the, the student will be with me and there's something that I can't figure out. So then it is not above me. I'm calling specialists all day, every day saying, Hey, let me curbside you. I have this going on. I've already treated them with excellent kindness and they feel cared for, but I don't know what's going on. Can you help me? Yeah, and they'll yeah. give me the answer. Tell me what to prescribe or say, Hey, that's out of your scope. Send them to me now. And the yeah. patient still gets cared for. So showing these residents and students that you really don't have to know it all. Yeah. Um, Cause medicine expands and doubles like every five to 10 years. It's yeah. just that you know how to get to the answer with skills. Um, yes. and then just kindness with with patients, yeah. just that bedside manner, the ability to connect with them um yeah. and have them feel cared for. That's my strength, and that's what I teach them.
0: That is lovely. that's that's really lovely. Um, yeah, I mean, that's a, a really important um you know leadership role. you know, you're bringing the next generation of of physicians in and and yeah. uh, giving them a great example. Um, so yeah, love it, love it. so what what do you think is your personal leadership style, and how would you describe that?
1: I would say leading by example, Um, with with my staff currently, front office, office manager, MA, phlebotomist, and um, nurse practitioner, I come in showing that I have good bedside manner, showing that I'm kind, showing that I see the forest for the trees, seeing that I care for people, that I'm going to do the hard work. So when there is something that is required of them, there's no micromanaging, there's no watching, there's no, like, obviously hold you accountable, but not be in your face. Yeah. People want to work hard because they see you working hard and it's just the culture. So yeah. leading by example, I would say is that.
0: Yeah. And
1: and just being kind and giving yeah. um, a lot of the time. So for White Coats and Gavels, the relationships that I was forming with those people mm. started way before that. It, yeah. It's basically like For over a decade, I've been kind and offering. So when I'm like a Rolodex or the networker or the connector, so people will come to me and ask me for, do you know a lawyer that practices in Jonesboro and family medicine? Do you know uh, an ENT doctor that practices in Kennesaw? So do I know it all? No. But I'm so connected that I can find the answer and I solve people's problems. And I've been doing that for a long time. So when it comes to someone giving back to me by being part of an organization or buying a ticket or coming to something, it is their pleasure to do so as like a payback from something that may have happened eight years ago.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's fantastic. I I absolutely, absolutely love that. Um, Yeah. I mean, just. I, I find that so inspiring, honestly. And that's one of the things that, you know, I've been, you know, watch, watching your, your, your journey in the last couple of years on social media and, um, you know, setting up the, the, the clinic and, and founding white coats and gavels, um, have been, you know, real, you know, stellar moments for me kind of, kind of watching you. So, um, I, I, I celebrate that, um, wholeheartedly. Um, so, so, Obviously you've, you know, you've got to these these leadership roles that you currently have. I mean, what kind of made you kind of get into this? You know, what made you um, you know, want to become a, a you know a founder of a of a clinic and a um an educator of residents and a founder of White Coast and Gavels? How did you kind of, you know, what was your journey and your kind of thought process on kind of and and what did you need to put into place to get to these positions?
1: So I I would say for when it comes to medicine, I was working for Corporate America Medicine. Mm-hmm. And so the whole, you know, five days a week yeah. and you're a worker bee. Yeah. And I knew that I was bigger than just being a worker bee. So when you work for Corporate America Medicine, you know, one of the biggest conglomerates in Atlanta, um, your goal is to basically come in and see the patients. Just yeah. come and, and get them in and get them out. This yeah. whole thing of wanting to be on TV or be more than this or have ideas, yeah. we don't need you for that. Yeah. <laughs> we just need you to come in and see patients and make us money. Yeah. Um, and through that, and then through COVID and then just coming into medicine wanting to do more, but then being marginalized to just come in and churn the patients. Yeah. Um, you can't hate on the company because they are. That's what they do. We know that yeah. it's corporate American medicine. Yeah. So if you know that's who your employer is, why be upset? Either do it or move on. Yeah. So yeah. I and through COVID, basically we didn't get any time off. We went straight into, you know, probably for four to eight weeks. We were doing telemedicine and then patients came back in. Um I I basically became burned out and morally mm-hmm. injured. And I knew yeah. that I had to do something when I would drive to work and I was hoping for an 18 wheeler to hit me so I wouldn't have to go to work. But then I would have a very good excuse because who's going to say, why did not you come to work? You were hit by an 18 wheeler. So to me, that was really suicidal ideations. Yeah. And yeah. so when I recognized that I, was, that I was that burned out and I didn't have a personality and I actually was a newlywed and my husband wasn't getting the best me, I said, I have mm. to leave. I didn't know what was on the other side of it, but I actually have a business partner who is partnering with me in the private practice. She's OB-GYN and I'm primary care. So we provide whole women care together for the healthy woman. But I see men and women as well because I'm primary care. Um, It was a connection that I'd made with my business partner years before that she actually put herself out there to basically help me become a, 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 a private practice Um, owner right that's all her that helped yeah um and then so so it was actually being burned out morally injured and having suicidal ideations that took me from corporate american medicine into private practice and then the gift of my network is what helped me come in while i was healing Mm -hmm. because my business partner already had a c-suite like a chief operating officer a a cfo Things were done without my brain power and my physical energy until I entered. And now I'm learning the ropes yeah. with the tutelage above me. So yeah. I used my strength to help in a time when I was in need yeah. that I had cultivated. When it comes to white coats and gavels, it was first a personal thing. I was thinking, hey, if I ever get a ticket, I want to know the judge so they can like let <laughs> me off or... <laughs> Something happens to my family mm. and we need to get off for murder that we didn't commit. Uh, you know, we're getting convicted. <laughs> we need help. And I want to know somebody. So it, it ended up being like personal of me wanting um, benefits from knowing people to actually bringing everybody together. So we mm. actually I formed the the Facebook group and had our first event early March 2020 literally right before COVID hit and we were all shut down. I think the day we shut down was March 12th. And I had the first event where we had about 70 to 80 people um, on March 7th. So that was a God thing as well, because when COVID hit, Hmm. the group was accelerated times a million because the doctors needed help from the lawyers. Let's just say that their job was making them do things against OSHA or not giving them PPE to go back to work and they needed to know their rights. So you would have attorneys who would help here. But then also the attorneys are like, I have a two year old and we didn't get tested but we need this and that. What is your suggestion? Should I keep them home? So there was attorney advice going to the physicians all the time and then doctor advice going to the attorneys and it just accelerated us forward. Yeah. That by the time I had my first event, like a year later, mm. people had formed digital virtual relationships that they met each other in person at our events. It was something where they said, "I have a friend, but they are on Facebook, so now mm. I get to meet them in person because they legit helped me." You
0: yeah. Know? yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Mm. So that's how that came about. <laughs>
0: that's fantastic. Yeah, I, I love that. I love the origin story. Um and. <clears throat> there's there seems to be a real kind of like symbiosis between the the physicians and the and the attorneys there and kind of mm-hmm. they need they needed each other and this yeah. this this group was the organism that kind of uh-huh. uh that facilitated that and and uh, you know it kind of really captured my imagination when I first discovered it because as you know I'm I'm medically and legally qualified and I think yeah. there's a lot of similarity between the two professions and we you know we all kind of study hard and have lots of exams and we're heavily regulated and um you know this is very very stressful and we have you know um ch- challenging clients slash patients and, and things there's so 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 many similarities and you know kind of uh taking a legal um a legal history is similar to taking a medical history you know it's just it's just incredible so uh, for me, it's, it was a natural, uh, a natural kind of marriage of the of the two. So, I I loved seeing seeing that come out. I think it's a really inspired idea um, that you that you had there. So, c- congratulations on setting it up, and and thank you for setting it up. And I'm sure all of your uh, your members are just so so grateful yeah. to you for doing so.
1: Yep, and the um, goal is to yeah. form chapters across the nation and maybe worldwide. So we'll see. Yeah. But we have to show in Atlanta first. So
0: yeah. Well, wow, I think, did you say you had 1500 members and, mm-hmm. and, and you regularly yes. get kind of 200 people at the events? I mean, I I think you've, uh, you, you've, you've shown a lot of promise there. So <laughs> I think you, I think you're, you're well away. Um, awesome. Okay. So, um, were there any, uh, I mean, you, you've talked about your, um, your business partner, the, um, the OB, yes. OB guy colleague, um, who uh, it sounds like she, you know, really, you know, kind of took you under her under her wing to mm-hmm. to an extent, yeah. um, and so she's obviously a kind of a you know an, in- an inspiration and a, and a kind of a mentor to you, I I, I guess. Um, as you were as you were training and and kind of like you know, you know we were there any in- leaders that you were inspired by that maybe kind of gave you advice along the way and kind of have, have helped you rise into this.
1: Um, so we have a, a mutual coach, Dr. Una. And when I, so is Entre M.D. Business School that we were both a part of, um, mm. that I think you graduated from and I'm still in. Um, so she actually helped my paradigm shift because I, before her, the thought process, we were still in the thought process of you come into medicine, you practice for, you know, 20, 30 years and you retire. That is not how medicine works anymore. You can't be a one trick pony and open up a, a private practice and then just retire. You, there, you have to be multidimensional. You have yeah. to have multiple streams of income. Um, we're seeing that even residents are burning out and you didn't even enter into your career field yet. Yeah. So I had to come in and there was a moral injury in that in thinking I'm going to come in and help, but then you are, simplified into just see the patients when you think that you're more or you want to dream or you have other things outside of the box and so she really just helped with that paradigm shift of you are a physician you will have multiple streams of income and part of that is entrepreneurship in a skill that you have Mm -hmm. to make yourself you know you're just bigger than being a physician who works for corporate america And it really used to be that reimbursement and physicians could do that. They could work for 20 to 30 years, retire and live a good life, but that is no longer the case. Just what is what you need to do to see more patients because insurance companies are paying less. Um, You have to, to churn patients and that's, it's not good for the patient, not good for the doctor, lots of documentation, lots of liability. Um, Yeah. So that paradigm shift of, of thinking that I'm more and I can do more um, and I am an entrepreneur really helped me out a lot. So that I think about things in a hopeful way versus thinking about them and I'm in a hamster wheel. Why did I do this? I have this medical school debt. What did I do and why? Hopeless, yeah. from hopeless to hopeful.
0: Yeah, that's lovely. Yeah, yeah. Now, uh, Dr. Una for, um, for the for the audience, uh, 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 full name is Neka Una Chukwu um and she's a, a trained pediatrician board certified pediatrician in in atlanta georgia as well yeah. with, with you. Mm-hmm. um and um yeah and she's founder of the entremd business school and um and i first discovered her by listening to the entremd podcast um a few years ago so uh yeah if you're looking for a, um, a good mentor dr una has definitely helped um barbara joy and, and myself so yeah. um Thank you. Thank you for for sharing that. So um, I don't want to, I don't want to go, you know, it's a lovely, lovely, positive kind of uh, happy uh, kind of conversation. Um, I don't want to go down a a little dark rabbit hole, but have have you experienced any, any challenges in the workplace over the years that you're, you're happy to talk about um, that, that might kind of share some, some learning lessons for the, the audience, maybe some of whom are female leaders or younger female leaders who may experience similar kind of challenges and, and could, could learn from your advice?
1: Um, so two things come to mind. The the first is there is no expert certifier walking around saying that you can do this or you can't. Mm. So when it comes to like the first time I went on national TV, I had only been practicing medicine for less than a year. If I had thought, oh, well, who am I to be an expert on headline news about this subject? I've only been an attending for 11 months. Then I would let somebody else get the opportunity. Yeah. But I am equipped because I am board certified because I am a physician. And if you give me a subject, I can be an expert on TV within 60 minutes because I have a basis and a knowledge uh, and an education that will help me get to the answer. Yes. So I did it scared. Mm -hmm. I did that scared. Um, The second thing is, as you have your strengths, you need to build some of the weaknesses as well. So this was told to me I was on a dermatology rotation and I've always been had pretty good people skills, have been pretty Mm -hmm. charismatic and um, and would get my bedside manner and my charisma were so good that I could kind of get by without really knowing what was going on. But this particular, most people would let me move on and they just thought, okay, Mm. she has it together when really I didn't at all. Yeah. Yeah. This guy saw straight through it and he basically pulled (laughs) me aside. Um, He was like. You have charisma, you have good bedside manner and good people skills, but your medical knowledge and your critical thinking is subpar. Mm -hmm. And I think you need to spend extra time strengthening all parts of yourself as a physician because smiling at someone and killing them is not nice. (laughs) So so basically he called me out and I understood and I basically used my strengths with that, which I always say, use your strengths, charisma, bedside manner. But I spent extra time getting the medical knowledge and really studying, so I was up to par. Yeah. And so through that, continue to use the strength, but then also develop the other parts. That's my thought on that. Is <laughs> that you don't always have it all together. But hey, the, hey to be a physician, I think medical knowledge was really important to know.
0: So. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah. So, so the so thank you, thank you so much for sharing those. So. Um, so one of the challenges, it sounds like initially was your own, your own mindset. I think, um, you know, kind of, um, yeah, what kind of that, that was, that was what you had to sort of overcome, you know, I suppose your limiting beliefs and inner, inner critic and, and things like that. Yeah. I'm just a physician and, you know, what else can I do? And I'm, you know, I'm burnt out and just kind of find a way through that. So thank, thank you for, for that. And then. I love, I love that, yeah. About kind of like, yeah, kind of. Well, very growth mindset of you for a start, yeah. So kind of like t- taking on board what sounds like um, blunt but fair and presumably fairly compassionately delivered critical feedback. Yes. Um, but being being open to receiving that, not getting upset about it, not kind of like you know, kind of like you know what the, there will be people who I would throw a tantrum about it or kind of like you yeah, know that's that's it i'm no good i'm going to i'm going to give up i'm going to quit you know like not not having that kind of uh, giving giving in mentality and just really embracing like yep yeah, you know this person has gone out of their way to give me some really um you know harsh truths that actually yes. i think i think are fair and correct and yes. i'm i'm you know i am going to prove to them and to myself and whatever that I can become the full package if you like. And
1: but it really was a facade and an overcompensation that the charisma and the people skills. Because on the inside, what I would see, let's just say if three three students were on rotation, the other two would get all the attention because they appeared that they needed it and I didn't I appeared that I didn't when I probably was the one who needed the most. Yeah. So it was also to humble myself and ask for help. Yeah. Yeah yeah
0: yeah yeah Mm -hmm. yeah but I mean what what a um did you say you were a resident when that when that happened
1: that was residency yes
0: yeah 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 Mm -hmm. I mean and and, you know a good either either then or or when you're a student they're good times to learn these sorts of things aren't they before you qualify before you come and attending and then you're kind of you know maybe not having as much insight and just thinking you can get get by with a you know uh a wing and a prayer is is the saying, isn't it? Yeah. You're just kind of like, yeah, um, yeah. You don't want to be doing that, as you say. You don't want to be <laughs> uh, kindly killing someone. I like, I like, yeah. that, I like that phrase. It's yeah, it's it's a it's a bit harsh, but yeah, I kind of I get the uh, I get the intention behind it. So uh, yeah, that's that's really really good advice. Just kind of uh, yeah, embrace that and um, just listen, just listen to it and uh, and yeah. act on it you know because for every one person like you who didn't take that in the right way and use it constructively there are going to be other people who just go oh you know well, that's rubbish or you know i'm i'm great and you know kind of you know a bit kind yeah. of in- lacking insight narcissistic etc etc cetera. Et cetera, et cetera. So, thank you thank you mm-hmm. okay so that is really really good advice um i i look at you and i you know i listened to the stories about when you've um in in the past in, in in the years before you kind of started um working with your partner in in the private clinic and the years before you started uh, uh you know working with with other doctors and attorneys and founded um white coats and gavels you know you were you were really putting putting in the kind of um the the foundation there and i and i don't mean that in a contrived way i think you were just genuinely nice and helpful Mm -hmm. to people and and that's why these opportunities have come along to you you know kind of you know um you know might be a law of attraction type thing or whatever it is but you're putting you're putting good out into the universe yeah and and good and good stuff is coming back to you um so i i i see that i very much see that kindness and um i feel you're a very very strong person as well i mean there are there are not many physicians who would say, you know what, you know, this is the this is the kind of mould of a doctor or a caricature of a doctor. And uh yeah, I just I don't fit that. I don't want to do that. Uh I don't want to be a, a corporate um, you know, a kind of a what did you say, a worker bee I don't corporate American do medicine that,
1: right? employee.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, and I'm sure there are lots of euphemisms we could come up for yeah but maybe (laughs) then but um you you know um you 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 decided against that and you're like i'm gonna you know forge my own way i'm gonna make my own path i'm gonna i'm gonna be a media doc i'm and and i I really again i just go back to that you know that um that piece where you talked about you know you'd only been an attending for like 11 months and then you know so so just kind of like um, don't don't see yourself as oh, I've only been an attending for eleven months, so I can't be a media doctor. Be like I have been an attending for eleven months. I can be a media doctor. Yeah, um, but yeah. So there's that, and 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 modelling, and and the motivational speaking, and and white coats and gavels. You're like, yep, I've, I've got all these interests, and so I need to do private practice so that I can, you know, work it around my other interests and my you know my other kind of professional. Um, mm-hmm. Dreams, so I love that. So, do you? And, and I think that makes you really strong um, as a as a person and and a physician. Um, what advice would you have for you know kind of younger professionals coming through now on how to be kind of strong and kind um, in 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 one leadership package?
1: So, I would say that when you are going through medical school and residency that that is the most time consuming time you will be you will have to do your part to pass your classes to pass your boards and do that so you have to be really unifocal on that mm. but just recognize that us as attendings we look at young medical school and residents and i'm inspired by them because they're coming up in the newest technology the newest medical knowledge the newest of everything when you exit medical school and residency, you know more and are more well-rounded than most attendings, because we just go into our little niche and that's how we practice. Yeah. Um, So I recall being a medical student or a resident and thinking I was so far behind because I wasn't attending, but Mm -hmm. now that Mm -hmm. I'm an attending, I honestly do leave the door open for students and uh, and medical residents to teach me. So I'll say, this is what I was taught at this time, what's new coming through the pipeline you teach me we teach each other and yeah. we be kind to each other but also that if you want to do start a podcast i know those that have started podcasts or started instagrams or this and that you are an expert at your life so yeah. you are talking to all the other medical students and all the other residents and even me as an attending i'm watching these medical students and residents on their platforms you have something to say and you're the expert in your life and what's going on. So if someone were to ask me about medical school, well, I went over a decade ago. You're the expert to help these new students coming in and these new residents because I, my advice would be antiquated. Um, so that you are somebody now and there's nothing different between Dr. Adam and Dr. Barbara Joy than the fact that we're older than you and we started the process earlier. So if yeah. you just take one step in front of the other, you are just as stupendous, just as intelligent, just as all the things, you yeah. you just were born later. There's no difference, you were just born yeah. later. So yeah. know the strength of, of who you are. And a lot of times, uh, we, uh, it's funny, those medical stu- students and residents, I hear stories about an attending who treated someone nice or not so nice, yeah. and then a decade later, that person was their boss. Yeah, yeah. You might end up in somebody who's, you know, what you consider above you, you could be their boss. Yeah. So own it. Like the fact that you took your MCAT, got into medical school, you have everything that it takes to be anything that you want to be within medicine and beyond.
0: Yeah. I love that. Thank you so much. It's, um, yeah, just the way you 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 speak it's it's just lovely you know the the your you know the modesty and the humility that come through the growth mindset you know it's like you're you're right i mean we can all we can all learn from from each other and we should always be learning until the day we die right and uh you know to to think that to have that kind of arrogance to to think that someone who's younger or more junior down the the hierarchy uh or not not as experienced can't teach us something is you know is really wrong um and that i think that's a great strength and uh, definitely very very kind so thank you for that <clears throat> so what would be if you kind of in a in a in a package uh, a small package what would be your take home leadership messages for our listeners then
1: leadership okay there's different types of leaders and you have to figure the type that you are And just own it and go from there. So, for me, as I stated earlier, I basically lead by example and lead by networking relationships. So, throughout my entire life, I've always been kind and been giving um, through networking, through connecting, through supporting, through your son selling popcorn, let me buy three bags to this person's graduating, attending the graduation, to somebody putting a podcast out there and, and listening and commenting and leaving a five-star review um, through you know a new mama who needs milk for her baby, go to the grocery store and get it and drop it on the front door. Just little simple things of constantly, mm-hmm. virtually and in real life, being kind and giving mm-hmm. that build network and build relationships Cause it doesn't matter how me individually, how great I am. If I can't touch someone and connect someone and network with them and have them feel important and cared for, they're not going to follow. Yeah. So I'm leading by example that I'm a hard worker that you see that I'm humble, that I don't act like I know it all. I'll say, I don't know that, but let me figure it out and call somebody else who knows it. Um, I lead by, the example of working hard and being kind and connecting to human beings and treating everybody the same. Cause you know, my mother, she works in a nursing home as a meal prep chef in the kitchen. Yeah. And I wouldn't want someone to not treat her kindly, not knowing that she gave birth to me because I'm a boss. So <laughs> I'm going to treat everybody <laughs> with kindness and love and lead through connection that galvanizes them to want to, to do more. And by example, just by being the hard work and being the kind person. So own the way that you are. Just completely own it and go with it and stop trying to. Of course, there's growth, but stop trying to garner skills that you weren't birthed with. You you stay in your lane and be the strength there. So instead of being mediocre in somebody else's gift, be strong in your gift.
0: That's great really really like that so so much so much advice there um yeah i mean like yeah your communication skills your kindness you're so you're you're so inspiring i mean honestly um i need to carry you
1: around in my pocket you're making me feel good about
0: myself (laughs) well i'm a coach yeah that's my that's my job right Uh, Uh (laughs) um no but just uh you know as i say like you know medical students residents fellow fellow physician colleagues professionals of of all uh, of all backgrounds and all disciplines can can look at you and just see and be inspired by you and you know model um, model themselves on the the path that you've forged by you know I I am a physician but I'm also a media doctor I'm also a model I'm also motivational speaker I'm also a founder of an organization, of a networking organization, you know, I, I, uh, I'm allowed to wear multiple hats. I don't have to just stick to being one thing. And that, I think that is a, a really, and to do all of that with, with such kindness is uh, you know, is, is truly inspiring. It really is. So um, thank, you. Um, thank you. Okay. So um, I, I, I think I know what you might say um, to this one, but um, what, <laughs> I'm going to say, I'm going to say it, right? So what are you currently excited to be working on that you'd like to share with our listeners? And I'm thinking baking the twins, but (laughs) what other things are you excited to be working on?
1: (laughs) So, so, um, I've been such a hustler since medical school residency and attending hood of constantly hustling and getting to the next thing that I do think that I need to cultivate another side of things, which is how to rest and do self-care. So in this time period of having a geriatric pregnancy, high risk IVF twins, I am being um, challenged to put myself first and actually learn how to rest and learn how to put myself first. So baking, baking the babies until April, when they're going to be around 36 to 38 weeks, that is important to me. So working on self-care and actually learning how to say no. So there's a, there's a fine line there for me because the, the the reason why I am so popular and so well-liked is because I have been the person who connected, who went above and beyond. If you inboxed me and needed something, if you texted me, if you if you called me, I was the one who was able to find that connection for you and solve the problem. Now I have to kind of sit back and say, I can't give any effort except to work the three days a week in clinic and then really spend time on taking care of myself so I'm also learning the skills of how to softly say no. And even if it's no, it's maybe not, it's not no completely, just not right now. Give me these three months to take care of myself. And so I'm actually learning that and learning how to receive love as well. Um, because who who wants to take care of twins by themselves? Me and my husband, we're going to need help. So learning how to Instead of um, I read this book that said there are no um guests when you when you have a newborn, only helpers. So basically saying, <laughs> sure you can visit us, but I won't be cooking for you, I won't be entertaining. I might hand you the baby and go take a nap. So that's what I'm working on. Um, in the meantime, with Dr. Una, we have a collaboration book that's coming out. So starting next week, we're gonna start advertising and we hope to make that a bestseller. Um, so the book, um and then as things, it's resting, to be honest with you.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And, and also figuring a way out to help my clinic in my absence still make overhead and still be lucrative. So I have yeah. three months to kind of figure that out, how in my absence on maternity leave to have a lucrative practice.
0: Yeah.
1: In my absence.
0: Wonderful, wonderful. What's the, um, what's the book called?
1: Made for more.
0: Made for more. Made Excellent. for more.
1: Yeah. A collaboration of, I think there's 47 physicians who wrote a chapter.
0: Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So people should look out for that if they want some inspiring stories on physician right. entrepreneurship, which are applicable and transferable across specialties and disciplines and you know accountants and architects and engineers they could all get something out of reading this book i reckon so i
1: would say even made for more is another way that shows that you don't have to do everything by yourself and it's your network so of course this is a collaboration and i'm going to be considered a best-selling author as a collaborator that 47 physicians get to say that Mm. that wrote chapters but But what if I chose to take the harder route of saying, I don't want to be a collaborator. I want to be an author on my own. The -hmm. thing is, you can have training wheels, become a best-selling author, and then my next book is by myself, but I've had some training already versus having so much pride. The same thing goes for the medical practice. I know a lot of people who would prefer to do it all on their own. Why take that much time, effort, money, mistakes when somebody's already figured it out and Mm then your training wheels? So sometimes... Mm -hmm. It's through your network and through other people that you get to learn skills on the job versus doing it all by yourself. Because yeah. Doing it all by yourself sometimes can just be stupid, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, it
0: is. It is. You know, we can. Yeah. Why? Yeah. As you say, why make those mistakes when someone else has already made them and you yeah. can just they can say, don't do this. I made that mistake and and, and you learn from them. Um, but yeah, I mean you obviously have done that with your with your clinic and um with your um with the book as well. So um, you know, great, great credit to you. I think that's a great lesson, you know, and uh I think you know we should all we should all have mentors and um and, and all kind of uh mm-hmm. you know go down go down that road. But yeah, I just um I was you know again you're giving me such kind of like you know, rich material, but you know, um we are almost by definition as physicians, people pleasers, most of us are people pleasers. Um, mm-hmm. and it, and not, not very good at saying no, and not very good at maintaining boundaries. So I just want to, I just want to thank you. I know you're at this, uh, kind of like second trimester, third trimester kind of yep, junction. Or, uh, yeah?
1: So viability um, today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, that's so good to hear, but yeah, just, um, you know, I've, I just, I'm just, you know, I'm going to thank you now. I'll thank you again later, but I'm, thank you for coming on the show and honoring me with this. When y- you are having to say no to, to lots of things. And, uh, you know, I understand I'm going to be one of your, your final engagements. So I am. Yes.
1: I said no I'm to everybody so lucky. else. And I said yes to Dr. Adam. No, 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 no. <laughs> Dr. Adam. Yes. Let's do it.
0: <laughs> well, I've been bad you for, for a while now. Right.
1: Mm-hmm. Let's go out the bag. <laughs>
0: perseverance yeah it kind of pays off um yes, it's another yes, it lesson does. um superb now the next question is a little bit uh interesting because if any of our lesson- listeners want to reach out to you what's the best way for them to do so I appreciate you may not be kind of necessarily wanting to court people coming towards you and uh um you may have to put people off but but you know, as you say, it's not—it's not no—it's not, ne- not never. It's just not now. So, if people yes. want to reach out to you to pe- perhaps um, work with you in in the future, um, how's the best way for them to to do that?
1: So I have my Instagram, and it's mm-hmm. at the Model Doc. So T H E M O D E L D O C. Cool. Um, I formed that back in I think 2018. So I think that was crazy that I actually got that handle so late in the game mm. for Instagram. Um so at the model okay. doc and you can inbox me I'll I'll check that you know once a week um mm-hmm. and then if somebody is in Atlanta and surrounding areas and needs a primary care physician for 12 or older um my clinic is in Lawrenceville Georgia and the the office number is 770 809 1220 for an appointment and if there's anything that you want me for podcast or TV or magazine or, or mentorship or to talk about the practice or white coats and gavels, just hit my at the model doc um, Instagram and I'll be checking those messages once a week.
0: Awesome. Thank you. Um, that's lovely. and I'll make, I'll make sure that uh, link is in the show notes as well. So finally, um All that remains is to say, do you have any any closing words you'd like to share with the listeners?
1: The first thing that came to mind when you said that was each person is unique and has something that is is such a strength of theirs that when you go into being a physician or whatever you choose, you, of course, through schooling and through time and your job and training had to be unifocal on that to be excellent at that. But for for your own satisfaction, for your own peace, find something that really makes you happy and makes you smile and find a hobby, whether that be cooking or gardening or skiing, or if you wanted to be on TV or if you wanted to model or if you wanted to play a sport, do something that makes you more multifaceted than just simply being a physician or simply being an attorney or simply being a teacher. Expand that, find something that really, really makes you happy and makes you unique. Um, because we're not meant to just be one trick ponies. So find something that really, really makes you happy. And then I don't know why this just came into my mind, but if you act like a mule, they'll ride you. So when I was in corporate <laughs> American medicine, um, to sacrifice myself physically and emotionally to fulfill the whole hamster wheel thing of churning patients, I did it. I acted like a mule, so they rode me. Meaning Mm -hmm. if I I did that for four years, why should they expect anything else? So in your lives, guys, if if you are doing if you are acting like a mule, they will ride you. So don't act like a mule anymore. Mm -hmm. Pivot. Try something else. Go someplace else. But don't just stay there being ridden like a mule. So that's my thing. (laughs) I don't know where that came from in the end. (laughs) But if you act like a mule, they're going to ride you. So don't act like a mule anymore.
0: I love it. And, and I don't, I don't know if that is a saying or not, but it is now.
1: Uh-huh. Uh, even... <laughs> One of my mentors, Dr. Rowe, who's a cardiologist said that to me.
0: Uh-huh. Says, like a mule.
1: They're going to ride you. So stop acting like a mule.
0: <laughs> it's great.
1: Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> oh, the wisdom of cardiologists. Yes, yeah. <laughs> <It's great. laughs> Well, thank you. Thank you so, so much again for coming on the show and sharing all your wisdom and wonderful advice with us, Barbara Joy. I just think you are um a huge inspiration you kind of you've broken that mold and people can look at you and realize what they can be and what they can achieve if they want to um thank you thank you to everyone for listening and until the next episode in two weeks i wish you all health happiness and inspiring leadership Thank you so much for joining me and my guest on the Inspiring Women Leaders podcast today. I really hope you enjoyed listening to the episode as much as I enjoyed recording it. If you did, please download the show and leave it a rating and a review so that together we can share the amazing lessons we've learned from my guests with listeners far and wide and help as many aspiring leaders as possible. Most of my podcasts will also be uploaded to my YouTube channel, Dr. Adam, Physician Coach, so please check out my channel there and hopefully you'll find some videos on similar topics to watch and enjoy. Finally, I have some exciting new group coaching programs and a membership scheme in the pipeline. So please keep a regular eye on my website www.dradamharrison.com. That's www.dradamharrison.com for updates. Thank you again for your time today. And please join me next time, two weeks from now, on Alternate Wednesdays for another brilliant episode of Inspiring Women Leaders.